a Writer's Podcast Lab production. Written and voiced by Randy Sanders. Produced by Purple Crow Productions. Elk Boy. It's alive. Last episode, Sheriff Seth McKinley awakens to find the town busybody, Edna Woodhall, feeding her grabber claw through the window of the patrol car and pinching his nose as he snoozes after a long night investigating a slew of Elk Boy sightings. And now, episode six. Elk Boy. It's alive. Listening to 1600 AM KELK Radio. Yes, sir, Bob. We're shooting a thousand watts of American audio freedom and God given Judeo Christian Republican democracy right at you from our bunker here at the Red Barn Studios, looking out over Gun Dog Lake. Greetings, it's your old pal Harley Houston here, reminding you coming up shortly is our most popular program here at KELK Radio. Chinook County Talks, sponsored by Fergus Victor of Fergus Gun and Chainsaw, your go-to store for automatic firearms, rifles, knives, handguns, ammo, chainsaws, and the maintenance of all previously mentioned. That's Fergus Gun and Chainsaw, the home of the AR-15, America's Gun. I'm sitting in my office with DARPA agent Thomas Berenger. DARPA stands for Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency. It's a covert government security organization tasked with secretive missions such as WSFTM or the White Supremacist Fascist Terrorist Movement. Berenger is working with Trooper Dixon on the same task force. Their concern, Chinook County, may be the breeding grounds for a new white supremacy threat, spearheaded by the likes of Fergus Victor, Harley Houston, and yes, Verl Lee. Berenger is built like an NFL defensive end. He's handsome, with a jaw like a solid piece of black slate. He wears his pencil-thin mustache chopped at the corners of his mouth. His hair is close-cropped, boot camp style. His laser-like eyes intimidate the most hardened criminals during interrogations. He's whip-smart. His mind recalls minor details spoken casually in conversations weeks ago when I first met him. A graduate from the Annapolis Naval College, he served active duty before retiring as a commander. He then spent four years as an FBI agent before being recruited as a DARPA agent. He's now assigned to my sheriff's department. His mission is to go undercover as my newly hired detective. He'll be looking for white supremacy activities and fascist threats aimed to overthrow the United States government. 
working in this gun-loving white community presents certain challenges to an African-American man. However, no one can handle an assignment of this magnitude better than Agent Thomas Berenger. From here on out, we'll refer to him as Detective Berenger. This morning, I'm bringing him up to speed on the local temperature of Chinook County. Where better to start than with Harley Houston's crazy-ass radio station? Okay, folks, our next caller is Chinook County Deputy Verl Lee. Verl, are you there, buddy? I am, Harley. By deputy no more. Well, well, you're not a deputy. This certainly is breaking news. You've heard it here first, folks, on KELK Radio, 610 AM. I'm guessing Sheriff McKinley fired you. Well, I know I quit because I'll be running for sheriff. I figured Fergus and Harley wanted me to fire Verl so they could launch his campaign on the back of a controversy. So when Verl came into my office to discuss my concerns about his absence for duty, I brought up his Sons of Thor rallies in Trout Lake, Idaho. Before he could respond, I called Big Mac and asked her to send in Thomas Berenger and introduced him to Verl as our new detective. Verl looked up at the big man and was speechless. You couldn't get a toothpick up Verl's racist ass at that moment. I informed him that Daryl Swine was on his way over to take a photo of them shaking hands, which will be on the front page of the Chronicle. Verl's face turned whiter than the Grand Dragon's hood. How could he possibly explain to his buddies at the Sons of Thor? He promptly quit on the spot. So you're running for sheriff? That's right, Harley. I'm announcing my candidacy for sheriff on Chinook County right here on your radio show. Well, it's high time we get a suitable candidate to unseat McKinley. This crazy liberal sheriff has refused to believe there's a satanic elk boy out there terrorizing all the good Christians in Chinook County. Verl, what can we do to help you? Well, tell me, I've been needing 500 signatures to get my name on the ballot. I don't know anywhere near that Well, many. take care of all that for you. Folks, let me take this opportunity to inform you this Friday, starting at 7 p.m., we'll be officially launching Burley's candidacy for County Sheriff at the Jesus and Mary Train Church. We hope everyone over 18 years of age will sign their name as soon as they arrive, right by the door. The gals of the Christian Quilting Circle will be on hand to dish out the grub. Bring the kids. And that's not all. Fergus Victor will be there with some AR-15s so the kiddies can fire off some rounds into Murphy's old tractor next door to the church. That thing's been sitting there rusting in the rain for years. The cost is just five bucks for each trigger pull. And of course, all the proceeds go to the Chinook County Republicans. That's Fergus Victor of Fergus Gun and Chainsaw, your go-to store for automatic firearms, rifles, knives, handguns, ammo, chainsaws, and the maintenance of all previously mentioned. That's Fergus Gun and Chainsaw, the home of the AR-15, America's Gun.
And there's more. The same night, Fergus will unveil his latest donation to the good-loving Christians of our community. He's promised Pastor Ann a new cross for the altar, and you know, he will deliver. I confess, it gave me a sneak peek at the cross, and just let me say, it's a masterpiece. Now folks, Fergus does everything big, and this is no exception. He designed and commissioned this 12-foot-tall altar cross made from over 20,000 gun parts. <laughs> Old Ferg has been saving all kinds of parts over the years, and he commissioned local welder Ed Davis, you know, owner of Davis Sheet Metal Fabricators and Class Capoose, to build it. It's a thing of beauty, folks. Now, Ed Davis has meticulously spent months welding over 20,000 vintage gun parts together including barrels, triggers, action bolts, pistol frames, magazines, you name it, from handguns, assault rifles, revolvers, sniper rifles, shotguns, elk and beer rifles, every type of gun you could think of. Folks, it's a tribute to the Second Amendment and our Lord and Savior. Let me tell you, if old Jesus Christ himself came back down and had to do her all over again, <laughs> why, he'd be proud to be crucified on this here masterpiece. Agent Berenger is sitting on the other side of my desk. Throughout the broadcast, he's kept his head down, taking notes on his yellow legal pad. Suddenly he stops, looks up at me, and rolls his eyes. I smile back. Don't forget, folks, Burl is going to need every penny in campaign donations he can muster. He's relying on the generous donations from good Christian folks like yourself so he can defeat this liberal anti-Second Amendment sheriff who refuses to go out and hunt down this satanic elk boy. If we don't get Burl elected, that elk boy is going to eat our kids and all the old folks. Okay, Verl, we'll see you this Friday at the Jesus and Mary Train Church. All right, Marty, who's our next caller? Looks like we got, uh, oh, Johnny Rax on the line. Johnny, what's happening, buddy? Yeah, yeah, Johnny Rax here. You're the man. I ain't the best freaking drummer on the West Coast. Because I blow every drum away, man. You are drumming royalty. All right, what you got, Johnny? I got inspired by this whole elk boy thing. So I wrote a song. Yes, you know, I don't really pay attention to commercial pop music, you know? I'm a jazz player, brother. This song blows all pop music away. You know what I'm saying, man? I'm picking up what you're dropping, brother. Do you have a copy that you can send me? I'd love to play it on the air. <laughs> Listen, man. I can't find any other talented players. You know, the problem is all the musicians around here suck ass. Can I say that on the radio? Well, you just did, Johnny. It's fine to say ass, but it's... It's really not a word for family Christian-friendly radio like KELK 1600. Besides, we have a five-second delay, and my loyal producer, Marty Bow, has a Johnny, have you talked to Willie Winchester at all? 
He's an outstanding picker, and his band, the Second Amendment Band, is great. I bet they'd be happy to help you. I, I said I needed talented players. I can't be tracking this thing with hillbillies, huh, Arlie? Listen, man, I got major label interest here, bro. All right, calm down, Johnny, calm down. Willie and the boys do a magnificent job. Whatever, man. Look, I got serious peoples in the business clawing at me, man. Grammy award-winning cats from New York, L.A., been explaining this whole crazy elk boy phenomenon all that. And they love my demo. My phone won't stop buzzing, man. They want to ink deals now, dude. And all this without finishing the song. <laughs> Look, man, in the underground Grammy scene, I'm like freaking huge, man. Huge. Taylor gave out my number, and now my phone is ringing, bro. Wow, Taylor Swift. So tell me, Johnny, you still living with your mother over by Carter Hill? Huh? someone I can trust, you know, to come in and take care of her, you know. Taylor wants me to make a rap version of the new tag team rap duo, Monkey Fight and Diddle Dick. They're huge, man, huge. You ever hear of them? I'm not really a rap guy, but, but tell me more. I hear an international pop hit from them cats, man. I'm my song, Talking Serious Bank, man. I'm talking about putting together an avant-garde jazz rap thing, calling it Elk Boys Love Supreme, man. Sounds exciting. Keep us little people posted, would you, Johnny? Let me just ask you while I've got you here. Do you believe in the Elk Boy? Well, yeah, man. I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen him myself, but... You know, it's all cool, yo. Sasquatch, Bigfoot, the Invisible Man, the monster that ate Junction City. Yeah, yeah, it's all good, bro. There you have it, folks. An exclusive with our very own local international music celebrity, Johnny Racks. You heard it here at 1600 AM KELK Radio. And a friendly reminder that Chinook County Talks is being brought to you by the generosity of our best friend and Christian neighbor, Fergus Victor. A Fergus gun and chainsaw, your go-to store for automatic firearms, rifles, knives, handguns, ammo, chainsaw, and the maintenance of all previously mentioned Fergus gun and chainsaw. The home of the AR-15, America's gun. They lower the radio and look across my desk at Agent Berenger. He looks at me in complete disbelief. Let me just say, y'all got some weird-ass white folks, Sheriff. Yeah, well, and you've only listened to a half hour of our local radio station. Okay, folks, our next caller is Homer Ross from Goble. Mr. Ross, you're on the air. Hello, am I on the radio? Yeah, but you're going to have to turn the radio down, please. We're getting too much feedback. The wife wants to hear me on the radio. Well, she'll have to go listen elsewhere. Uh, maybe another room with the door closed or, or go out to the car. 
We can't keep you on the air, sir. I'm a veteran. You can't. You can't come veteran off the radio. We all thank you for your service, Homer. But you'll have to tell your wife to listen to the radio elsewhere or, or, or turn it down. Mabel, 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 a man says you need to go out to the car. Like hell I will. It's my house. You woman says no. Oh, okay, I'll have to ask you to call back, Homer. They're kicking me off the radio, woman. Oh, on account of your meanness. Homer, are you there? Okay, she took the radio into the garage. Good, that's much better. Now then, what's on your mind, sir? I saw that elk boy creature. You did? And where was that, sir? Vietnam. I see. Marty, our producer, says that uh, you're a veteran. A Vietnam veteran. Proudly. 2nd Battalion, 501st Infantry. Under the command of Lieutenant Colonel Robert German. I remember like it was yesterday. May 18th, 1969, the Battle of Hamburger Hill. I took two shrapnels to my knees. Can't walk much to this very day. They laid me down in a bunker. My sergeant and our medic, a nice fellow from Omaha, Nebraska, started patching me up. I told them no pain medicine. I ain't no hippie. But the pain got so bad, I started puking and shaking. The medic told me I was going into shock. And so he started giving me morphine. Why, I closed my eyes. And the next thing I know, I was back home, cruising in my 65 convertible up the Oregon coast near Walport. Oh, it was a beautiful day. My wife was sitting by my side. The sandpipers were playing on the radio. One town of middle. Waena. One town of middle. Ah, it's a beautiful song. Wind was blowing through our hair. I realized we were getting low on gas, so I figured we'd fuel up at the next gas station on Highway 101. So we pulled into a little place, and I told the feller to fill her up. The little woman went into the restroom, and I got to chatting with the attendant. Suddenly, I see an artillery unit of North Viet Cong troops right over the beachhead, across from the highway, heading our way. I banged on the door of the woman's restroom, and when my wife opened it, I grabbed her by the wrist, and we ran to the car. I tossed the man a 20, and we burned rubber. Then suddenly I opened my eyes, and I'm back on the battlefield with an elk boy looking right over me. The medic, or my sergeant, were nowhere to be found. Just this big bull elk, dressed in a communist fatigues with the face of a boy, just like you heard. Only he had a Viet Cong-issued bayonet clenched in his teeth, and he was smiling, smirking down at me. And he grabbed the bayonet with the hoof. And he was fixing to stab me. That's when I kicked him. 
and I was able to run. And all I remember until I woke up in the Army Field Hospital in Da Nang. Then I blacked out again, I guess, and woke up in a veteran's hospital in Portland, Oregon. Fergus Victor is spot on. That upboard creature is a communist saint. Needs to be captured and neutralized. Hey, we're all with you, Homer. Uh, uh, thanks again for your service. Uh, uh, we, we gotta let you go. Speaking of Fergus Victor, my producer Marty is signaling that we have a very special caller on the line. Folks, we want to welcome to Chinook County Talks our best friend. Christian neighbor and democracy warrior for their Second Amendment, as well as the sponsor of this program, folks, Fergus Victor. Are you there, Ferg? Yeah, I'm here, Harley. Fergus is sitting in his barn loft office. On one side of his plush office, a window, which looks down on his indoor stables. Each individual stable is hand-carved oak with gold-plated hinges and locks. A stable boy is washing one of his prized Arab mares in a warm horse shower directly below. The other window looks down on his fenced dressage and cutting horse arenas. Hundreds of acres of his private coast range forest land rolls out to the sea in the background. Fergus sips from a glass of 25-year-old Lefroig scotch while glancing down at another stable boy and a tractor pulling a soil drag behind it, manicuring the ground. Fergus's black Arabian stallion munches grass in the adjacent pasture. Well, well go ahead, Ferg. You're on the air. And when you sign that there petition to get Burl's name on the ballot, you can sign on to join the posse to hunt down this here elk boy creature. We ain't waiting no longer for no liberal sheriff. Sounds like you're taking action in your own hands, Ferg. You're damn right I am. If we don't have a sheriff who will take action, why, well, we'll have to take action ourselves. Ferg reaches for his scotch and pours another drink. Glancing out the window, he watches his stable boy drive the tractor through the gate, leaving a perfectly manicured arena behind him with arching lines and curves of soil. Fergus notices a stranger in his woods walking towards the riding arena. He taps on the window glass to get the stable boy's attention, but he cannot hear him over the sound of the tractor. This Friday, everyone who shows up at the Jesus and Mary Train Church for the unveiling of the altar cross and Verl Lee's official candidacy kickoff for sheriff will have a special gift. You want to tell him, Ferg? Fergus is watching the stranger open the gate into the pasture and walk towards his prized black stallion with a lasso and harness in his hand. You go and do the honors, Harley. Be glad to. Everyone in attendance who is carrying their Fergus gun and chainsaw Freedom Camouflage card will receive an additional 15% off on anything in the store. 
Fergus watches as the stranger below in the pasture walks right up to his stallion, puts a harness on him, and climbs on his back. The stranger looks familiar to Ferg, but he can't quite put his finger on where he's seen this man. He's very young, skinny, and with dark skin. The young man is wearing a dark cowboy hat with boots and jeans. He handles the horse with ease, obviously a natural. The stranger takes a few trots around the arena, and then suddenly, in a full gallop, rides the stallion towards the open gate at breakneck speed. Fergus runs to the other window, looking down at his stable boy inside, and throws it open. The stranger races through the gate and heads towards the thick forest. With the phone still in his hand, Fergus yells down at the stable boy, which is broadcast on the radio. Boy, get your ass down there and get my horse! Confused, the stable boy drops everything and races outside towards the pasture. Harley glances over at Marty who has just poured two large glasses of iced tea and is carrying them on a tray towards the soundboard from the other side of the control room. They seem to be saying the same thing with their eyes to each other. Get ready to hit the delay because they both know Fergus can get very mouthy. Ferg, you okay, buddy? Some bitch just stole my horse! Fergus throws open the other window, grabs his handgun, and starts taking several pot shots towards the woods. Stop, thief! Or I'll kill your ass! The stable boy hits the dirt with his hands over his head. Seeing this, Fergus yells down to him. Not you, you dumbass! Marty continues walking carefully with a tray full of iced tea. Harley looks at Marty and points to the delay switch. But before he can put down the iced tea... You get that goddamn motherfucker, son bitch! Get his ass now! Realizing that he'll get hit with thousands of dollars of FCC penalties for airing foul language, Harley looks to the delay switch again just as Marty realizes he only has five seconds to react. He lurches towards the console... Seeing a technical problem resulting with the interruption of this broadcast. The signal has been temporarily suspended. We apologize for any inconvenience. Attention. We are experiencing a technical problem resulting with the interruption of this broadcast. The signal has been temporarily suspended. We apologize. Elk Boy is a Writer's Podcast Lab production. Written and voiced by Randy Sanders. Produced by Purple Crow Productions. All music written and recorded by Randy Sanders. For additional music, please see our Facebook page, Writer's Podcast Lab. And remember to like us on Facebook to stay up to date with all information on new episodes, Elk Boy merchandise 
and new series premieres. If you like this series and want to hear more, consider a simple contribution of $5. Contact Elkboy at yahoo.com. Every contribution helps make this costly podcast a reality. Thank you.